Hello and welcome to One Thing Queer. My name's Jenny Baton and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Kelsey Wren and my pronouns are she, her. Hello, friend. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm like drinking my coffee. You are drinking coffee. I feel like I just woke up. I, sh- I showered today. The other <laughs> the other week, I think it was last week, I didn't shower for like two days and I, I didn't tell Val and she, <laughs> she didn't even realize it. And I'm like, I, I legit have not showered in two days. I'm like, my butt stinks. <laughs> And she was like, yeah, you should shower. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> You're all, hmm, let me just put on more of my rolly ball scent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me just put some more Florida water. That that will cleanse me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh, where did you get that? I got that at this metaphysical store in Montclair. Ooh. I cannot remember the name at the moment, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll send you. Okay. We should go together. I know. I'm like, um, how come I wasn't invited? I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm you want to go? Yeah, I'm down. I can't spend money, but I mean, I'll, I'll watch you spend money. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to go. <laughs> Maybe when they I have, have all the things. Oh, let's go. Where is it? It's in Montclair. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> in off central you know where that stater brothers is by costco oh it's in there mm-hmm. uh, okay i've heard about that one yeah hmm. it's good i'm in we used okay. to go the there was a chinese food place there that was like our jam <laughs> yeah when i was a kid like oh it's not there anymore though but yeah. it's so good hmm. it's a good spot yeah yeah oh yeah. all right all right so cool. i guess we're gonna start shooting the shit because i feel like we just kind of did mm-hmm. so <laughs> you did it i did it <laughs> I remember what button now. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so what did you do this week? This week, I did a lot of reading. I, I'm still reading that book, Attunement. It's very interesting. I was reading it last night, and then I was like, I took a long nap, and I took it like later on in the day, so I was trying to get sleepy, so I took like a, a little hit from my vape, um, and I couldn't focus. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I can't smoke and read, so... Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I Val was like so sleepy, but I like kept her up, and we were just talking about life, and it was it was a good night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't go to bed till like one. I've been watching this show called it's called Surviving Death. Oh, and it's really interesting because I don't know why I'm kind of going through like another awakening. So like I'm very like fascinated right now with like the idea of death. <laughs> Not in the sense of like, you know, mm. I'm, not, I'm happy I'm alive. I, mm. I wouldn't change it any other way. But like in the sense of like, it's so interesting like yeah. to hear perspectives from people that have passed away and then come back to life. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of have the same reaction yeah. or experience. And it's really interesting. And it, it's honestly a very good feeling to hear like everything that they experienced. And it's so funny because I feel like I've been getting TikToks about it too. Oh, <laughs> well, TikTok. So it's been interesting. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a good week overall, mm-hmm. I'd say. It's good. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder, because you always hear about like alien sightings are kind of like the same thing. But yeah. I wonder if, if it's aliens. <laughs> Yeah, you I mean, know. possibly. Or if it's something more a collective, like... Consciousness? Kind of, or like spirit guide experience, if yeah. that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people ex- uh, say- have said that when they passed over, 
they felt this like overwhelming feeling of like peace and love and like feeling like they're finally home Mm -hmm. and they're greeted by like a group of beings full of light Mm -hmm. like not so much like actual people form like but just like light light beings and and yeah they pretty much Mm. tell them like you're not done with your mission yet so you have to go back so it's been really fascinating it's cool very interesting because i wonder if it's like people are always like oh we had like if they had a ufo sighting and they're terrified i feel like the only reason they're scared is because that's what we've been we've been told to be scared of yeah we've been programmed yeah with with like alien movies like it's it's supposed to be scary but there's no i mean we don't know that it would actually be scary yeah you know I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I was listening to a podcast to <laughs> spiritual shit, uh-huh. and literally the episode I was listening to, uh, they were talking about how we're just so programmed to be scared of mm. anything outside of you know the physical form because mm-hmm. of movies and because of what society has like inflicted fear and in, in, yeah into our like you know our systems, our <laughs> nervous systems, well, basically. Yeah, anything that's not uh, like us also. <laughs> yeah it's also been programmed so yeah. i mean it's unlearning all of those things yeah yeah hmm, that's so interesting yeah i'm all i may have to check because i used to watch the like um i shouldn't have survived or i should have like those but that's more like people surviving like horrific accidents or like final destination yeah but- that or like um like um uh, like assaults and stuff uh-huh. like that or like you know almost being murdered by a serial killer kind of things oh, wow. like yeah that's different it's like oh i or it's like oh i was hiking and like a, a bear maul like you got mauled by a bear and like i shouldn't have survived but i like crawled my way up to the highway that kind of stuff yeah that's yeah a little bit different it's a little light lighter hard than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good it's a show huh. um it, there's only one season mm-hmm. but yeah every episode hmm. it's pretty cool okay Check it out. Cool, check it out. <laughs> How's your be- week been? It was good. Um, just wor- working on that part-time grind. I yeah. actually, um, this is what I was going to tell you. What I was like, oh, I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> um, so I signed up for that. You know how they have like Fiverr and like TaskRabbit kind of thingies yeah. or whatever? Um, I found another one that it's kind of exactly what I was looking for. Um, it's called Upwork. Ooh. And it, it deals with like branding and you can look for like social media. They look for executive assist- assistance on there also. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. I was just looking up websites because some of those you have to pay to be on, which is kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense a little bit, but it's weird. Um, so I kind of like, I was, I just wanted to look at it and it was like, make your profile. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Yeah. I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> <You got me. laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. So I was looking and I was like, wow, these are actually like really cool, like, ideas and like i uploaded um the website that i've built like um to for as like a portfolio and stuff so i was like oh okay so that's kind of something new that that's i kind of took that step oh that's so cool friend yeah so it's that was cool good for you (laughs) i'm excited for you yeah me too it's it's just more and more like i don't know i i told you at the beginning of the year that we are saying yes this year yes Um, yes people yes people i mean within reason (laughs) so i was like you know i'm just gonna do it like i had i didn't really have anything to do yesterday so and i didn't have any work and um bernie was working on the fence like it's almost fixed all the way so i was like you're busy so let me let me jump in and see what else i mean in the same thing of saying yes we're going to two shows in april oh my gosh i know which (laughs) i'm really got my eyes at myself (laughs) So, <laughs> how do we start this story? Uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> so oh, okay so one of the shows that we're going to is crumb mm-hmm. in la yeah and you had posted on your story like that you were going and you missed them because they had to pull out of a show a couple years ago because of COVID. Uh, COVID. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're going? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, they're going to be in LA. Like, okay, this is yours and Bernie's, like, favorite band yeah. ever. <laughs> so I saw that and I was like, oh, my God. Like, shouldn't tickets... At first, I was like, shouldn't tickets be, like... Sold out. Sold out? <laughs> like, and we were in the car driving and I, t- I told Bernie, I was like... Um, I was like, oh my God, Jenny's going to crumb. And he was like, where is it at? And I, we were going <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, we like, we should go. Like that's what the other band we're seeing is another one of his favorites. So I'm like, we should go. It's right here. We don't go to anything. Like when's the next time you're going to be able to see them? Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And I was like, I wonder if they would mind if we tag along. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> so i was like i wonder if they will tag along and bernie's like we'll just get tickets well i mean even even if not we'll just go on our own or whatever and i was like okay so like i messaged you and i was like oh that's dope like i forgot what exactly what i said you said do you mind if we tag along is that what i said yeah i was like (laughs) (laughs) no i i'm so excited that you guys are coming but okay for we don't have to carpool by the way yeah for for y'all that don't know me for maybe like two years of my life every sunday i would go to the echoplex and i would go to part-time punks there would be a show every sunday and i would go by myself and Mm -hmm. i that was like my my sanctuary that was like my therapy it was like my church Mm -hmm. it was like my spiritual connection to music Mm -hmm. because i love music so much and it was just like my me time (laughs) and so it's always been very like special to me and like i've been to shows with like you know, like with ex-partners and stuff. And and like one of the last shows I went to, I went with an ex-partner. And like they didn't really have the same musical taste as I did. So they didn't really understand the connection <laughs> or like the experience I like having when I go to shows. Uh, so when I bought my ticket, <laughs> I, I like it was so hard for me to talk to Val about it because I it's like the first show I think I've been to since um we've been together and like i want to go by myself like we've been in a show <laughs> together but this particular band like i wanted to go by myself because mm-hmm. she's not like super into them mm-hmm. and i was like do you mind if i like go to the show but like i kind of want to go alone <laughs> so like I- i'm telling you like i don't want you to come <laughs> and i'm like and i don't i'm not trying to sound like a fucking asshole it's just i'm gonna like want to give her some attention and what i want to do when i go see my favorite band is give them my whole undivided attention (laughs) and so i i explained that to her and she's like oh okay i get that but but i still felt like an asshole (laughs) i still felt like an asshole but i was like i need to be true to Mm -hmm. myself and i'm like i'm like it's something i want to do by myself Mm -hmm. and so when you (laughs) messaged me i was like (laughs) i have to do it again (laughs) I totally understand because we had we bought them and I was like what because I because he was like is Val going and I was like I would assume so like I just just assumed (laughs) so he was like okay and I was like also like we don't have to like we can just go like it doesn't I mean it doesn't have to like be I mean I'll see you when I'll see you when we record again (laughs) it'll be fine you know and I was like oh and then you said that and I was like oh shit (laughs) i'm like that's why i'm like i because you messaged me on instagram and like we usually communicate through like voice text i'm like i need to like talk about (laughs) 
because i'm like if i'm texting it to you i'm gonna sound like a fucking asshole yeah and like that's not my intention at all like yeah. whatsoever of course and so i was like i need to talk to you directly about this and and so yeah and i think we like i it's think cool. you understand no it's totally fine because i also think we don't want to go as early as you want to. yeah so i'm an aries cap rising I'd, i've heard this from somebody else that knows someone that is an aries sun and a cap rising we like to get places surprisingly mm. i know you, it might be hard for you to believe we like to get places early mm-hmm. and i like to be there like I want to be one of the first in line because I like to be front and center. <laughs> if it's my favorite band, like I want to see what pedals they're using. Mm-hmm. I want to see like what instruments they're using. What like I'm a nerd when it comes to everything mm-hmm. sound. So I and and music. Yeah. So I'm like I I really just want to be in the front. And yeah. Yeah. I get. <laughs> I I get it. Like I think we would. I don't even know what the, it looks like if it's like. Yeah, I don't know if it's like chairs or just like one big floor or like what it because it didn't make you pick seat, seats. It's just like no, general. It's a floor. Okay, that's what I figured. And with him, him and I were like, we kind of want to like not be in the, like, I don't really want a bunch of people touching me. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, uh, if you want to go early, that's totally fine because we don't really want to be in the middle of everybody. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing. It's like, if I'm not in the very front, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in the very back. Yeah. And like, I don't really want to be in the very back. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'd rather just be in the front because yeah, I don't want to be submerged around people. So yeah. That's why I'm like, I want to get there early. So I'm not, yeah. you know, in a ball of people. Yeah. And I'm just going to hold in my pee the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, more power to you. <laughs> so we'll see. I don't know. We've never been there before. I don't, we've Me never neither. been to a show in LA. So. Oh, really? I mean, we don't. <laughs> do you, yeah. Well, do you I'm know? Excited. Maybe we don't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm excited. I've never been to this venue. It's at the Mayan Theater. Mm-hmm. And it looks really cool. It mm. looks like, a, you know, one of those like old la yeah we don't go a lot because as much as la is stressful for me i think it's also extra stressful for him so it's like uh, it's we like i said we just usually don't but this year we're like i mean we're saying yes yeah (laughs) i love it yeah i bought him uh tickets to go see choir boy in san diego also yeah the same month so i was like i mean we're going to that one like that one was it's at a little bar so i think it'll be a lot less people but um yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's still exciting, and I'm yeah. happy you guys are going. Yeah, but yeah, um, I was like, I need. I know it's hard for some people to understand. No, and I'm like, and I get it. I get but, it. But I get it. I just felt bad too because I was like, now we're going. I was like, uh, I don't want Val to like feel left out or anything. But I'm like, she was know. just like, get me a T-shirt, and then we'll call it <laughs> even. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot about like it's been. Ugh. We didn't even go to shows before, like, COVID hit. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I was, like, also, too, like, it's been so long since we, like, did anything. We should take advantage of it now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's going to be fun, though. Yeah. I'm I excited. think so. Yeah. Same. <laughs> so, that's, uh, <laughs> that's what happened this week. <laughs> that's what happened this week. That's the end of shooting the shit. <laughs> Wow, that sound is so nice. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about today, friend? Um, Today, we are talking about um kind of our experiences i guess growing up um acting straight and dealing with internalized homophobia mm-hmm. yeah definitely <laughs> i mean that's a whole can of worms it really is and like we were because we were talking about what to talk about mm-hmm. last night and i was like oh my gosh that's so interesting because it's or that i love that idea because it's stuff that you don't you don't think about in the moment i don't think yeah until no. you grow up and realize or like it clicks one day yeah when mm-hmm. you're like oh shit i 
you know, yeah. I, I did this action and therefore, you know, it's oh, all. like, why did I do that? Like mm-hmm. once, like, so I just wrote like a, another like stream of consciousness of things that I remember growing up. And there's like, um, even like, even like my mom, cause you know how like, I, I, I guess old, I don't want to say older people. I, some people talk about like, um, if you have friends and they're girls, they call me girlfriends. Like, oh, like, mm-hmm. oh, they're girlfriend. Like, so like, I remember my mom calling friends, my friends that, and I was like, why are you saying that? Like, it used to be like, don't say that. Like, they're just my friends. Like, it yeah. it really, I don't know if you've had that. Like, yeah, I was like, stop, the same. don't call them that. It, yeah. it really freaked me out. I'm like, and all of it is a lot of it, like, because you know something's different, you mm-hmm. know? So you don't necessarily know why it's different. And I didn't know why it was different because I convinced myself it was something other than what it was. And I can get into that later. Um, But when she would say that, I'm like, people, I remember, like, people are going to know. I remember that saying in my head, but I didn't know what they would know. Yeah. But I was like, stop calling them girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. They're going to start questioning me. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, I don't know. That's one of the first things that popped into my head because I remember that strong feeling of that. I was like, I don't. <laughs> but, like, how do I, you know, I, I would think that she didn't think mean it like that, obviously. So I was like, oh, maybe those people won't take it that way. But... I just remember that being such a word that I was like, don't call my friends that. Yeah. It was a boundary that <laughs> yeah. you weren't mm-hmm. comfortable being crossed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would say the same for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that would always make me uncomfortable. Just like hearing other people and knowing that their context meant like an actual platonic friend, mm-hmm. but them calling their friends girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Like I never felt comfortable with it either because yeah. to me it always had that opposite me- <laughs> meaning yeah. you know like the oh like you, you it know. means diff- something different yeah <laughs> to me. and i think that it's very common in the queer community to feel like it it like to feel that uncomfortableness when mm-hmm. you hear like hetero people using mm-hmm. girlfriend because mm-hmm. you know queer people use girlfriend and it means something else so yeah. it's kind of like they're kind of taking away mm-hmm. from the actual meaning and you know heaviness behind it yeah it's it's a little confusing because you're like huh i don't know i guess you it it's it makes you second i don't know hearing somebody hearing a person who i perceive i guess is straight or have have told me they're straight and they say girlfriend i'm like oh Mm -hmm. uh, like yeah oh that's new (laughs) yeah good for you and and have you noticed it only happens with like when you're talking about like friends that are you know girls girls yeah guys don't say my boyfriend yeah guys never say like oh my boyfriend are coming over yeah and and so that's why it also bothered me because there was that like double standard Mm -hmm. and i'm like you guys are taking away oh that even deeper than that is what i was mentioning earlier is like i've mentioned before like i i didn't even have like close girl like friends or like you know i didn't have close friends that were they were always guys because it's the intimacy meant something different to me. I never, like I, I've said before, I never understood how, like, girls could, like, hold hands and it didn't mean mm-hmm. anything more or, like, yeah. hug or, like, you know, like, if you have a sleepover, they sleep in the same bed. To me, like, that, it made me it made me so uncomfortable because I felt like I was going to be outed, even though I didn't know what that kind of was. I just didn't want anybody to know that about me, I guess. Yeah. And it's funny because <laughs> I would say I have more girlfriends now, like, friends that are girls now than any time ever in my life and it's because i'm okay with people thinking that about me like mm-hmm. because i'm more comfortable with myself i don't mind if yeah. we're out and somebody has that thought like yeah 
it's I don't really care, you know, but I never had any friends that were girls before because if they thought that I would be like, oh my God, they're going to know. Like, do you feel like there has been, this has nothing to do with this topic, but do you, because you've experienced both like having close guy friends and Mm -hmm. girlfriends, when you mentioned like the intimacy part, take it away like from the physical aspect, but like Mm -hmm. the emotional aspect, do you feel like you're a little bit more vulnerable with either or, or Um, is it about the same? Mm, I think I think it's too different so the intimacy in the way of like touch like if I had guy friends back then a hug was fine Mm -hmm. or like a pat or like it was more I don't want to say touchy because I was I was also almost always in a relationship because if I wasn't I would have to you know explore and really come to terms with who I am and that wasn't ready for that yeah um but even so I had friends who I would like hug or whatever but like a girl I would never have hugged back then it was like don't like don't touch me yeah it was really really like it was really bad and but now like we i you know when i see my friends we hug and say hi and but with them i think it's more verbal Mm -hmm. like you know even like words of affirmation that or it's just more like you get what's actually inside my head like it's a different when i say i've never really experienced being able to let things out of my head like that with friends i've never really experienced that because they've all been guys like they don't like they've been cool but like they don't understand, like, mm-hmm. you know, they don't understand periods and things like that. Like, yeah. a lot of even, like, women who I talk to are, like, I don't, they're, that's, like, a taboo subject also for them, you know? So, imagine it being worse with guys. They never, like, put me down or anything for it, but I, they just, the level of understanding is so much stronger when, you know. It's someone AFAB. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So, that has been nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. I think as a kid... Um, I mean, I always had girlfriend. Or here we go. <laughs> I always yeah. had friends that were girls, uh-huh. but there was a period in time where I felt more comfortable with men being friends mm-hmm. with me because there was like a sense of like I I didn't have to show my whole self mm-hmm. to them, and I feel like when when I'm around AFAB people it's really easy for me to start getting vulnerable with them Mm -hmm. because I feel like there's a sense of um, maybe like my childhood, maybe like the the men in my life didn't feel like a safe space for me Mm -hmm. completely to be vulnerable. And my mom, like I've always been super open and close to my mom. So I think that's why it was kind of easier for Mm -hmm. me to do that with women. Mm -hmm. I think also I grew up around boys mm-hmm. like I, they, I mean I have a lot of brothers I know how to interact with them yeah and like also I always just felt more pressure from girls when growing up that like I'm not like you and you guys can see why I'm not like you mm-hmm. even though I might not know why you know like yeah. I'm just different <laughs> I'm just different and like you know I, I, I never felt also adequate enough I guess yeah. and the guys never said anything like mm-hmm. They just it didn't even cross their mind, so I think yeah. it was easier to interact with them in that aspect. They didn't question you. Yeah, yeah. they weren't. They didn't. <laughs> nothing seemed weird to them. Yeah. Like, but like I always felt that like girls would because because also that's the that's the fear too is like I'm am I hugging a little too long? Did I tap you in a you know too, or did I hug you too much? Did I you know yeah. like it's it's it was really like a. Uh, uh, 
a thing that went through my head all the time. Like, like, you know, did I accidentally touch your hand too weirdly? Like, <laughs> it was really like that, like scary. When with guys, they didn't think, a, didn't take a second thought about it. So yeah. it was a little bit easier to, like, the to not have it feel like it would have been outed. I guess I don't know. I get that makes that. sense. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think for me, a point in time where I can think back at being internally homophobic because i've never i'm not even gonna say that because that's not true mm-hmm. um there was a point in time where i was really religious and there was like a little f- homophobia not even directed because of my parents because my parents were always super accepting of the queer community always mm-hmm. i remember watching brokeback mountain with my dad mm-hmm. and he didn't know what it was about <laughs> and i was a kid it was mm-hmm. like when it came out first like on dvd i don't even know if it was dvd or vhs i think it was dvd Mm -hmm. and we would rent movies every weekend and we were watching it and he didn't know what it was about (laughs) and there you know the love scenes came up Uh and and he i remember him talking to me about it and Mm -hmm. he was like oh yeah so sometimes two men love each other and it's so funny because like i never heard him talk about two women Mm -hmm. loving each other but for him like gay men were never a big deal Mm -hmm. um it's it's really interesting the, the fact that like he thought that way because now I, I can see him more accepting and all that but he he used it as an opportunity to, to teach me about the world mm-hmm. and and he did it in a, in a accepting way and so in a sense I think subconsciously I knew that he was okay with like gay men mm-hmm. and he respected that but my dad's very misogynistic mm-hmm. so I think the thought for him of the idea of like two women is just like repulsive because it's like how can two women exist without a man yeah like so in that sense like i didn't get homophobia because of that i got it because when i was in catechism for my confirmation um i was like it was in high school and that's when i really really started to like (laughs) hide and suppress who i was Mm -hmm. and so during that time i was like okay like it's wrong like that's bad like you know i like brainwashed myself into thinking everything all the emotions i was feeling Mm -hmm. were horrendous and horrible and i could not accept that part of myself and i mean that didn't last for very long that lasted the two years that i was in confirmation and then after that i kind of stopped going to church as often and it wasn't until maybe during college where i was just like who cares like Mm -hmm. some of the best people i know are queer and i really don't believe that they would ever go to hell and you know slowly but surely i stopped being religious and hello (laughs) gay as fuck over here (laughs) but it 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 was quite a journey it was quite a journey coming from a religious background and it kind of stemming from me because my mom yeah my parents raised us catholic but my mom was always of the mentality of like you can come to church if you want. Mm-hmm. If you want to believe in something else, I completely respect it as long as you're a good person and as long as, you know, you're loving and accepting, like, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. My mom is that type of Catholic. <laughs> like, she's never looked down upon, like, my aunt, who's her little sister, who's gay and married uh, to a woman. And, and so she's always just been that way. And I think... I think... The reason I was always scared to come out was just because of the misogyny I grew up with. And a big part of that was my father. And yeah, I don't know. 
I yeah. don't know where I was going with that. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel you on that because it, it wasn't that they came at it from a religious aspect and it wasn't that anybody was specifically like gay is bad. Like no one ever really put that in the head, but in my head, but I saw how the family treated my aunt like when she started dating a woman and the basically the misogynistic and like homophobe like low-key homophobic things that they were saying and I was just kind of like like what do you you know I'm like why why would you say that like I just didn't understand but obviously that I'm like I'm gonna shut myself up because you know I thought also they wouldn't believe me you know and that's a lot of things like I that's still in my head I guess is that like homophobia in my head is that like no one believes me um because I also am still with a man so Mm -hmm. No one believes that, you know, um, like there was actually like a comedian. I'm not sure. Like it, it was just a funny joke that she like she was I forget her name, but she was talking about she was like, so I'm bisexual and people clap and she's like, you don't have to clap. She's like, it's a weird thing because like gay people hate me and straight people don't believe me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, like, yeah. you know, like it's it's just so that's what it feels like sometimes, you know, yeah. and that's they said a lot of that stuff because they were being misogynistic and like you know it was like oh like you know she she also had a kid with a man so like you know how is it different like we weren't i don't know we weren't taught like how (laughs) how it could be different you know and like that's my dad was kind of the same way how can anybody you know how could they survive without a man (laughs) kind Mm -hmm. of thing you know and it's funny even too because like a lot of that got pounded more into my head because of uh, because I went to a Christian private school for a year and like I was bullied like and I didn't know why I didn't know why the the standards for those kids were like I was bullied for what I wore but we wore uniform uniforms sorry we wore uniforms like because I wore the pants instead of the skirt because I'm like I'm like I'm also uncomfortable in my body so why am I gonna wear skirt or like I had short hair like and like a lot of this, these kids were like, oh, like it was, it was a really weird um, thing where they're like, they liked blonde hair, blue eyed Dutch kids, basically. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that was like their standard. And like my mom is like Dutch. <laughs> like I actually am part that. Like that's where my white comes from, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I just don't have the blonde hair, blue eyes because my, my dad is not that. So it's just I would tell my mom that like these kids said that I'm not like this and she'd be like but you are like our family literally came from there like you know so it's it's just weird that a lot of that got pounded in too because I'm like I don't understand why these kids are picking on me and I do they see something I don't see so then I'd be more careful with the way you know I would interact like I've even seen it like with like I don't know, like family members or friends where I'm like, oh, like you smell pretty today. Like just, I'm like, oh my God, that you smell great. Like, you know, that what's that? And they're like, oh, and they kind of freak a little bit. And I'm like, I didn't mean it like that. Like I just, mm-hmm. but that's the scary like thing that happens sometimes. I'm like, I didn't, I'm just saying you smell good. Like yeah. what's that perfume? I might want to buy it. Not like, oh my God. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, like chill. Like yeah. it's just, I don't know. Um, So that was kind of a big part of it too is just hearing they may not have thought they were being hurtful in their words but like it's something i want to like kind of reiterate it to parents is like your kids hear you like they may not have said it to me but i heard it mm-hmm. you know like and i've i've said that my dad has said um hurtful things and not realizing i hadn't come out yet mm-hmm. 
but I was out in my little circle. So like hearing him say things, but I'm just like, dude, like you don't know who you're talking to right now. Like it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the hurtful thing is like, I still hear you, Mm -hmm. you know? So that was kind of it, I guess not. It wasn't really like religious because they weren't ever religious, but it was, I guess, the more um, because I also had a lot of brothers too. And, you know, back then it was, everybody said things like, that's gay. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's what they, they would say, you know? Yeah. Um, so that came into play. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting. I think I've talked about this on a previous episode that like, I grew up with, <laughs> I mean, pretty much my whole life from like sixth grade and on, most of my close friends were queer. Mm-hmm. And so I loved my friends mm-hmm. and I always knew I always gravitated towards mm-hmm. queer, re- like queer friendships and like being around queer relationships because I felt safe there mm-hmm. subconsciously. Even when, even though I knew deep down in my heart, there was still a sub- like that was subconsciously. Mm-hmm. And then like consciously, I was like, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm so straight. I just want to be with men. And that made me into a serial like dater Mm -hmm. and i was always with someone Mm -hmm. i I always had a boyfriend i always had a boyfriend and when i was by myself i was always like dating men Mm -hmm. constantly and it wasn't until my 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 most recent relationship where i completely like cut everything off Mm -hmm. and i was like okay i'm finally out i'm gonna work on myself it was four months. Four months isn't really that much time, but it was four months that I definitely needed. And it made me really, <laughs> I, I feel like it led me to the right person because I was consciously ready to receive what I had been working towards this whole time. And I was ready to receive someone that was on their healing process as well. And yeah, I think a lot of the internalized homophobia um, really, you know, mm-hmm. um, came at me with having to do that to being with like just men constantly <laughs> and like always wanting to distract myself, like well, you said. Yeah, well, even that too, I didn't have a lot of queer friends because I was like, they're going to know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> like they're going to feel a vibe. They're going to know, you know, like I even like I said, like I didn't even know if that was what it was because I convinced myself it was something else. So I convinced myself it was not being happy in my own body. Mm -hmm. I convinced myself that like, I'm checking that girl out because like, oh, I would love to have her legs Mm -hmm. or something. Not because I'm like looking at her. (laughs) That was like convincing myself, you know, that that's that. So that's, that's the internalized homophobia also. And I didn't want to, not that I actively didn't hang out with queer people. I just, I never really, I just also didn't have a lot of friends. So I I stuck with like two people most of high school Mm -hmm. so like even then i don't like i'm just like they're gonna know even if i don't know what this is because like even like like even in like locker rooms i'm like i'm gonna go change in the stall because i also don't want to get caught staring too long like you know Mm -hmm. it's it's Mm -hmm. just something i had no idea Uh, about i'm like i totally got caught in high school (laughs) (laughs) but i was like so afraid of that because you know, at first, so whatever reason I was taught, like not taught, but for whatever reason, maybe I, it was my own pressure that it was bad. And that's why I couldn't be that, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that too. And even, even being more of kind of like, I guess the tomboy is kind of an outdated word, but like even being more like kind of masculine as a kid too, is that like, it's another thing that like 
there you know it's a it's a vibe and someone's gonna be like why aren't you this why aren't you girly like mm-hmm. even though i was like you know kind of tomboy i still had boyfriends which that doesn't mean anything but i don't know i always you know i i didn't even have like four months in between pretty much any of my relationships like i'm i'm cool with it now because i'm really happy now so that's has nothing to say about that relationship but or my relationship my current relationship but i just didn't I was, you know, I would have had to come to terms and now I'm out here flailing alone and now anything <laughs> can happen and now I can't I can't have that happen because I'm afraid, you know? Yeah. So it just, yeah. <laughs> so interesting. And I, I feel like most people, because of society, I think most queer people kind of go through a point in time where you may experience internalized homophobia mm-hmm. and, and it's like not even so much like non-acceptance of... Mm-hmm other queer people but just of yourself and sometimes that's even more like maybe not more harmful but it's just as harmful yeah Mm -hmm. well it's also too like it's you know i mean not to get into all this but it's everything we're taught from a kid like there's no representation and i know a lot of people say like like they're worried about pushing quote-unquote gay agenda on children but it's like everything else is straight agenda so i don't understand like everything we're taught all the disney princesses have men Mm -hmm. like it's it it doesn't seem like a big deal but that kind of stuff is a big deal and it's growing up only seeing that stuff you it's brainwashed if you're different (laughs) you wonder why you're like you know or if you wonder why you're different and that if you have people who show you that it's okay to be who you are in the world that you know it makes it it makes it a little bit easier for those people and i just (laughs) i mean i could get into it but (laughs) i mean it just goes to show that the world basically tells you like oh Mm -hmm. this is what you have to do to Mm -hmm. be happy and this is who you're meant to love Mm -hmm. in order to be happy if anything doesn't look like that everything doesn't look black and white the way we're making out to be then there's something wrong with you or that you're wrong in some sense Mm -hmm. and it's like what does you know what once you get that past that point (laughs) you're like what does that even matter Mm -hmm. like what matters is who do i enjoy spending the rest of my life with yeah. or you know a great part of my life with like who is gonna love me whole, like wholeheartedly unconditionally anyways yeah <laughs> this pisses me off so i like <laughs> yeah no i hear you les i was like don't get me into i mean i could i could go i could go <laughs> yeah. but that's not what we're talking about today but yeah i just growing up was <laughs> it was scary that that's i don't think a lot of people like um Cause even now, like uh, we recently met like a another couple recently, and like they don't we don't it's a surface level like we just met them kind of and like um I don't know if I can be myself, so I don't and just being put back into that mind space is very it was very uncomfortable and like I just. I feel like I've come so far that like it's just kind of heartbreaking that I'm like I just can't be me because I don't know what you're gonna think about it which mm-hmm. we shouldn't care what other people think but when you're keeping like a peaceful environment like <laughs> you want to keep the peace yeah you know and we shouldn't care what people think but it, I mean we do we do the fact of the matter is we do you know if, if nobody cared what anybody thought we'd all be <laughs> running around naked because we wouldn't care you know <laughs> like, I mean I'd be down for yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> so like it, people do care you know as much as we i just don't think it's it's not gonna change me it's not gonna make me be like i am not this now but mm-hmm. it's, it's just a weird feeling of like and like i was thinking about it because like 
I like I said before in the last episode, I think like I do have a privilege about like they don't need to know unless I want them to know. Mm-hmm. But the uncomfortableness of what I can and can't say or like because I was mentioning the rooms and I was about to be like, oh, well, the studio. Mm-hmm. But then I have to explain what the studio's for and, <laughs> and explain the plot, you know, yeah. you know, I can't. It's a, a matter of not going down that rabbit hole, basically. And then also I feel like falls under like you feeling safe, mm-hmm. too, because even though you're in a straight presenting relationship you're not Mm -hmm. you're not in a straight Mm -hmm. relationship you are in a queer relationship even Mm -hmm. though it's a hetero you know relationship Mm -hmm. and you are with the opposite sex you're queer yeah at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and we don't know like i'm the same way like there'll be times where me and val have been in you know a a uber or a lyft Mm -hmm. and i don't know what the driver's ideals are yeah and i want to keep myself and my partner safe yeah so it's better for them to think that we're sisters Mm -hmm. or friends rather than them knowing because we don't know what people are capable of and that's the sad reality of the world and so i completely understand why you would feel that way yeah it was i don't know like it was scary and it was interesting to see like because when when we got back home our perspectives on the situation were different and i was like i just don't like being put back i don't like knowing if like they see our flag and they have they wonder why we have this flag you know if we look straight why is this flag up because we have a little version of our all-inclusive flag in the bar you know i think about those things when people are driving by why do they have that flag like it's that you know i love having it up i'm not taking it down obviously (laughs) but you know i i know that people would wonder and it just like it's a duality of like i could hide it but i don't i could hide it but i don't want to hide it yeah i don't want to hide who i am i am who i am and Mm -hmm. that's i haven't had to in my circle in a long time and Mm -hmm. just being thrown back into that is like ugh. i really don't (laughs) no and i i feel like i feel that way too like Mm -hmm. sometimes when i'm around certain family members even though they know val and Mm -hmm. they know i'm in like you know, if I'm holding her hand, like, yeah. you know, getting stares, even though, like, they don't come from, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the intentions or the stares are, but it's, like, I'm not going to make it a big deal because mm-hmm. my way of normalizing is by also, like, especially if I'm in a safe space, like, mm-hmm. around family, the way I'm going to normalize it is by being myself yeah. because I am myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not really my problem how you feel about my relationship yeah it's not something i want to carry and that's something i refuse to carry Mm -hmm. and so it it kind of becomes like a (laughs) never-ending like you know like where 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 do i stand and it's it's i feel like it's also very new to us because you and i just came out Mm -hmm. like for me two years ago and you last year so Mm -hmm. it's like it's all new to us so we're just trying to navigate it all and i don't think people realize who like how because like i mean whether there's stereotypes or not there are i mean there's stereotypes about what we wear there's like a whole you know there's stereotypes about what bi girls wear things like that like it's like i don't want to hide that like I, there's stuff that i like wearing that i'm like that's you know this is what i like wearing this is what i look like this is what i want to look like and you have always looked like <laughs> thanks <laughs> that's what i'm like too i guess i have and like that that was the inadequacy inadequacy with like friends who are girls though because i'm like i know i don't look like you i don't want to like you look great it's nothing about the way they look but like i just don't vibe with that like i like looking like this yeah it's what i'm most comfortable in and 
I don't know. It just obviously there. I mean, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. If you've hung out, there's a vibe. I mean, like I said, most of the people who I told the family were like, yeah, duh. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, like it's that's what I mean when I say like people look a certain way in that is like so just even like I went to go like I don't want to say the full situation but like even like I kind of analyzed what I was wearing before I went to go meet these people and I was like oh like I should just wear what I'm you know it I it you have to analyze if there's a vibe and a lot of people like even straight people don't have to think that way they just go like it's mm-hmm. you know not a thought about that and that that's where know. privilege comes in yeah yeah straight privilege mm-hmm. definitely yeah <laughs> It's crazy. Crazy, yeah. But more like, so if I ghosted you in high school <laughs> as a friend, my bad. <laughs> was it because? Because uh, I was, <laughs> not necessarily that I was attracted, but I just, I was too afraid of making a wrong move. Yeah. I was too afraid of like. Being called out. Being called out or like even something I didn't mean to do. I'm also, I also like overanalyze everything I do. So being called out it's because i'm trying to even think if i was like attracted to anybody and i don't remember like really having like attraction or anything but the idea that they would think that about me is what is scary Mm -hmm. that was what was scary yeah what's funny that you brought this up (laughs) it reminds me of this time when i was in fourth or fifth grade i think it was fourth grade and i had this one friend that was like my only friend because I was always a loner so mm-hmm. it was like my only friend and her mom used to pick me up and we she would walk us both to school I <laughs> now looking back at it I'm like yeah I totally had a thing for my <laughs> friend I totally had a thing for her and I think her mom picked up on that mm-hmm. and she just like stopped picking me up from school and mm-hmm. like she told and my friend told me my mom told me she doesn't want me to talk to you anymore And I think as a kid, that was, like, my Mm -hmm. first, like, oh, shit, like, someone, you know, discovered, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. myself. And so that was, like, I think the first encounter of, like, feeling, like, homophobia, I guess, from, like, an adult. Mm -hmm. And that may have stemmed, you know, over to my Mm -hmm. adulthood. It was even, like, like seeing friends, like, holding hands, like... Mm -hmm. If they were holding hands and like wanted me to join, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, <laughs> like I am like, I, cause I, I'm thinking of a specific in, in like instance with that, with actually, um, two of the people I hang out with now. Mm-hmm. It was when my first was hanging out with them in college. Like, I'm, I'm gonna laugh cause she'll probably remember this. <laughs> but, just, but it's fine. But like, I was also like, so she used to tap a lot, like touch my arm. And that's just what she does. Like, that's, I mean, that's what she does. That's how she interacts. It doesn't mean anything different. But to me, we were at the fair and I remember doing that. And I remember being so like, I don't, I look back at this now and I realize why, but I remember being uncomfortable and I couldn't figure out why, but I remember her like grabbing my arm to pull me and I literally yanked it away. (laughs) And I didn't mean to be so mean, but I was like, you like, you gotta stop touching me. Like, I'm so uncomfortable that like, you know, because when I'm comfortable, I don't mind hugs and stuff like that. So I don't think it's a tactile thing. But yeah. I was just like so uncomfortable because I was also meeting the other friend we hang out with. I was meeting that person for their first time. And I don't know them. Like, yeah. I didn't know them at the time. So I'm just like, dude, like, I, like, I, I looked... I looked like I, I had a shaved head also at that time, too. <laughs> it was the other time in my life that I shaved the side of my head. Like, not that, you know, it's a, it's a stereotype for a reason. Like, that's it. Is. So that was the other time I had that. So I was like, dude, like, you can't do that. Like, it just, I, I just, 
but she's like super sweet so she's like oh sorry and like just kind of like we went to go get like funnel cake or something like it was fine but i already know who you're talking about (laughs) and she was like oh it's okay yeah yeah definitely a lot of aries energy yes if i do say so myself it very much is (laughs) um but I remember doing that and just be like, dude, you, like, you can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. like, I, there's just always that, like, people are going to know, like, I don't know. It's so, yeah, not that it's weird, but it's just like, that's what it was. But it's nice to like, not have that anymore. It's, it's like, I can give you a hug now. And it's like normal, like, you yeah. know who I am, you know, or like, yeah, I'm not worried about people. And people know where you stand and where, yeah, and you know, mm-hmm. I, where you're, everybody stands well also the fear of like making the wrong move or like hugging too long is gone because i'm comfortable i'm more comfortable like i'm like okay like this is my friend it creates a better boundary yeah also because when i didn't know what i was doing with myself having friends i'm like oh i don't know the boundary here Mm -hmm. like and that's that may be my own problem like you know my problem with boundaries but like i don't feel that way i was afraid of yeah well i mean now Mm -hmm. i mean this is the first time we're like actually friends. Yeah. So I've never felt that mm-hmm. like awkwardness. Like, cause we hug each other when we say hi. And yeah. Bye, and like I say, I do the same to your partner and it never feels weird. It feels normal. But I remember even at like Vans, like I didn't hug the girls. Mm-mm. Like I didn't say hi to the guys. Yeah. We hug. Hi. Bye. Like that's yeah. what I'm, which also we shouldn't have been doing anyways because we were at work. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> that environment was a sketch. <laughs> toxic and sketch (laughs) um so we all shouldn't have been hugging especially between different uh uh, employee levels management (laughs) we won't name names yes uh we shouldn't have (laughs) don't worry yeah (laughs) but like the girls i didn't hug like because i was like oh no that's it's like not what you do i i can't do that like you know i don't even (laughs) remember i've always been a hugger yeah i'm I I I want to say that I have I I it's like half and half. I was a hugger with like the guys, mm-hmm. but not like friends. I'm like, hi, let me just wave at you. Oh yeah, you were a waver. You're a chronic <laughs> waver. I wave at everything. I wave at the crossing guard down the street. <laughs> I don't even have kids, and he's there for the kids. And I like he I, makes me so happy. He's so oh, he's the. I mean, he would never hear this, but like you're the best. He, you're like, the best. He helps. The, he's like the crossing guard for the kids. I don't even have kids. I drive by and I'm like hi. He has like a big old smile on his face. He's the coolest. Yeah. He's a very nice. Well, I mean, he's presumably a very nice man. <laughs> yeah. I got the same vibe. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I'm, and I'm like, not like a little like, hello. It's like a full on like. You're like. Ah! <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah. That's a little glimpse, I yeah. guess. A little bit. A of little our bit. experience of being internalized. Yeah. Or having internalized homophobia. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm, I'm pretty sure some like most people that are queer kind of go through it at yeah. one point or another even if it's not because it's hard to make you know because there's like low-key that, that and i don't think it was um kind of blatant or like you know the awful things that people say but it's there's a reason we were afraid to be outed there's a reason because in our eyes it would have been a bad thing to be outed mm-hmm. and that is the home, the internalized homophobia is thinking it would be a bad thing well yeah i one of my close friends is queer as can be Mm -hmm. and i saw her pretty much experience like a lot of struggle with like her family and um not so much her friends like our her friend group is super queer and Mm -hmm. accepting but like i I would see it with her own family and her having like um you know all these issues of having to deny who she was 
for the sake of other people and I I would always like the I would look up to her because she would still stand her ground with who she was mm-hmm. but it also scared me to see her in so much pain and to see her like witness everything that she was mm-hmm. going through and I'm like I I don't want to go through that yeah I, I was really in a place where I'm like, I, I don't want to go through that. So it's just going to be easier for me to never come out, mm-hmm. and, you know. And at that point, I was like, yeah, I'm never going to come out because I genuinely believed I would never come out. Yeah. And and then what's funny, it's like I, I saw her like start to be happy and kind of just like own who she was. And that kind of inspired me mm-hmm. in, in wanting to come out. And she's a big a big influence for me for sure yeah mm-hmm. that's great yeah yeah mm. but yeah that's kind of a little glimpse so i don't know if y'all have gone through internalized homophobia but if you have and you want to share it with us feel free to email us at one thing queer at gmail.com and we'll read it out if you want us to or we could just like read it just state it on the email mm-hmm. um but it's okay it's yeah. a part, I think, of the process. I think also, like, getting it out and, um, because all those thoughts run through your head and getting it out and saying it out loud is, and realizing that's why, like, mm-hmm. and why you did, like, I don't know how, if we, how much we touched on, like, acting straight, but, like, I mean, acting straight, like, going from, like, boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend, I think would, uh, qualify. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, like, I don't know, trying to pretend like you're the other, you know pretend like you're the other girls i guess like friends yeah qualifies presenting too. presenting very feminine mm-hmm. that was one thing for me mm-hmm. i was you know flaunting i mean yeah. i was never really a flaunter of like my body but mm-hmm. like i definitely flaunted it a lot more mm-hmm. before coming out i think once i came out i'm like oh i don't have to like you know yeah <laughs> i don't have to like give into the male gaze anymore i i can literally just wear whatever i want to feel comfortable with mm-hmm. and um yeah. Well, I just, yeah, mine is different because I never, I, I just didn't think I, I just didn't care because I'll, <laughs> maybe I wasn't interested. <laughs> so I yeah. was like, oh, like, I don't really care if you guys like me, but somehow, <laughs> somehow they did. <laughs> so I was like, I'm I, like, I'm not, I mean, I don't know. Not that that matters, but I'm like, I'm not the like the girliest or like the most feminine or whatever, but like, I, apparently <laughs> that was okay, I guess. I don't know. It just kind of happened. It was more people that I like semi connected with, I guess. Not really attraction, I guess. Yeah. And until like my current partner, um, because he's also both, <laughs> he's kind of masculine and feminine, which yeah. is awesome. Um, so yeah, I think it was, I just never, I, I also didn't know how to be hyper-feminine like that. I didn't understand how to do that. Um, I just, my mom has never been like that. My mom, like I've said before, she doesn't really wear makeup or like, she doesn't just doesn't do anything like that. That's never been her jam, yeah. you know? So like, and I don't have any sisters to teach me or show me or be that example. I, I had brothers, so I just kind of followed what they did. <laughs> yeah you're like trying to fit in yeah mm-hmm. pretty that's pretty much it <laughs> yeah no i look back at like my my tiktoks even when i came out as by mm-hmm. in quote, um <laughs> and i was just like very very femme mm-hmm. i was like Ooh. and uh and now like you'll find me like making tiktoks like right rolling out of bed like mm-hmm. i just woke up and my hair is a fucking mess yeah no makeup on <laughs> because like i don't give a fuck anymore mm-hmm. like and it's so liberating and I'm very happy now. Mm-hmm. 
I feel very much myself. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yee. Yee. <laughs> Good talk. Good talk, friend. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I guess we can wrap Do, it up. Yeah, we yeah. can wrap it up. Sure. So if you want to let us know about your experience or you have, um, you want to be a guest or anything like that, um, you could send us a message on our Instagram. It's one thing queer. And my personal one is specsraytx. And my personal one is at Jenny Lynn Bouton. And I also have a spiritual page called Celestial Light Witch. And we also have a TikTok at One Thing Queer Podcast. When we're getting close, we're, I think, close to 600. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to get to 1,000 so that we can go live on there. Mm -hmm. So if you have TikTok, go follow us on there mm -hmm. and send it to your friends. And we do a lot of little cute post on there yeah they're, they're fun. funny <laughs> they are funny and also we are recording this before the live on thursday so thank you in advance for thank you in advance for showing up we appreciate that yeah and we'll do another live in april hopefully yeah for sure cool yeah. cool all, all right, right. <laughs> i guess that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode of one thing queer we will see you all next week yeah bye bye graphics by bexuniverse.co Music by Jacody.